2: And welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I am one of your hosts, Amy Ravel.
1: And I am Kirstie Frujia. And I just burnt my lip on a cup of tea.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, what are you drinking? And it's going to be chocolate brown. No, 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 no. It's going to be lamington tea.
1: Yeah, you were closer the first time it's caramel oh, brownie.
2: Caramel brownie, I should have known. <laughs> I almost, um, for Christmas, wanted to buy you like a tea to all the different sweet teas. And yes. then I remembered that you got that for your birthday like four weeks ago. <laughs> and so I thought probably better come up with a creative idea that I haven't, you know, you know when you see something online, you're like, oh, that's a great idea. And then you think you came up with the idea yourself. <laughs> and I was like,
1: You do that all the time. <laughs>
2: Why did I? why do I think it's a great idea to get Kirsty like all the Lavington and caramel and chocolate teas? And I was like, oh, I'm going to go back. So I went back into your Facebook profile and checked <laughs> on your birthday and I was like, yep, yeah, someone gave it that.
1: Yeah, that's why I think it. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's why I thought it was a great idea. <laughs> so You're snaps funny. to whoever bought that for you.
1: Yeah, I think that's that was funny. my... I think it was my aunt. I think oh, I, she knows it you was well. too long ago. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is January 2022, which means that we are in the middle of our 100 things you can declutter today series, and today we're covering off on items numbering from 61 to 80. Is that right?
1: <laughs> I believe so.
2: Yes. <laughs> like, how does? How does our number system work again? Yes, <laughs> six, 61 to 80 is what we're covering off on today. Um, if you this is your first time listening, go back to the first week of January this year because you'll be able to catch up from the start. But basically, we're giving you over the course of five weeks, 100 items that you may have in your home that you can declutter straight away. So it's just a really good way to start the year decluttered. Lots of people put get more organized, get tidier, get decluttered live more intentionally as a new year's resolution so we thought rather than just talking about it we're going to give you some steps to actually do it
1: yay so today we have broken it the 20 things into two 10 item things i'm <laughs> doing a really good job of explaining it hey so the first one is 10 things a woman's shelter might need so amy what's the first thing
2: all right so number one is your old mobile phone so these are items that you could declutter and that you could give to or ask a women's shelter if they would need So an old mobile phone you can imagine if someone has fled a situation of domestic violence they may be in a position where they feel like their particular phone is an unsafe thing to use so if you've got an old phone not we're not talking like an old nokia 3310 we're talking about like (laughs) From the, from the iPhone or the Samsung that you updated halfway through the year that's sitting in your bedside drawer, you could ask your women, local women's shelter, do you need this? Um, and if they don't, you can still donate that phone to plenty of other places or even sell it online. Um, but still, we still want you to get rid of the phone, but we think a women's shelter might need it.
1: Yeah. And if you don't have a women's shelter close by or locally, um, you could think about some other like refugee centres or mm-hmm. um, people, vulnerable, other vulnerable people in your community that you might be able to donate some of these things That's to. That's
2: awesome. Um, I think we need to just address the elephant in the room, Kirst. Mm. Tell me where we're wanting these 10 things to be donated. How do you say that word?
1: And what, which? Woman, women's shelter? Yeah, you keep saying women's shelter
2: and I call it a women's shelter. Okay. Is it woman or women? I think it's Hi. Women's Shelter.
1: Women's Shelter? I'm happy. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Listeners, we don't, whichever way we go, at least we've acknowledged the elephant in the room that we're both pronouncing it differently. <laughs> Number two that of things that you can declutter today and offer to a women's shelter is work clothes and shoes. There lots of women who are um, in a women's shelter need to find suitable work and they may not have appropriate clothing to go to interviews in. And so there are organisations like Fitted for Work um, and what's the other one, Kurt? Trust to Success. Thank you. And they are also places that could take, if you work for a company that used to require you to be in the office five days a week in business attire, and nowadays you work one day a fortnight in the office, you probably don't need quite as many suits or skirts or shoes that you did before. So it's a great time to kind of reassess how many of these items you need and what you can declutter and get rid of.
1: Number three is makeup and we often find lots of unused makeup like brand new, mm-hmm. unused, never going to be used makeup in our clients' homes. So we thought maybe you might also have got gotten makeup for Christmas like Secret Santa or a Kris Kringle or just somebody who doesn't know you very well gave you some makeup that actually doesn't suit your coloring or you know you're not going to use because you buy different a different brand, Mm -hmm. well, you could take that makeup and donate it to your local women's shelter.
2: Please make sure it's not open or used, though. Even if you've just opened it and shoved your finger in it and then going, oh, I don't like that colour, that's then not appropriate to donate. It does need to be sealed and unopened. But it doesn't matter if it is over two years old because on the back of most uh, makeup products, it has the little half, like a container with a lid crooked on it And then it says two years, so it's actually expires two years from opening, not two years from purchase.
1: Yeah. Number number four, four. You go is shampoo and conditioner and so that is the same as the makeup we don't want you to donate your dregs of the shampoo and conditioner <laughs> that is no longer working for your hair we want you to if you have overpurchased or overstocked bulk buyed on some shampoo and conditioner that is no longer working for your hair or those of your family members then we really highly recommend donating it to a women's shelter close by
2: Yeah, particularly if you're someone that shops at some place like Costco, if you want to try a new shampoo or conditioner, you need to buy three bottles when you go to Costco and I have done this before because I do curly girl method on my hair and so you've really got to get the right product for your hair and I have made the mistake in the past of like, oh, it's a two for one and so I buy two and then I'm like this makes my hair not look like I want it to. So I've got one bottle that's like half used, that's on me, but I've got another bottle completely unopened and you can donate that. And number five is along similar veins but slightly different. It's those small sample products that you get. And it might be something that you get when you purchase something, say, from a makeup counter and they give you a little mini lipstick, or you get a mini perfume with something, or you've got soaps or shampoos that you've got from holiday, um, like hotel rooms and things like hotels that.
1: when you used to be able to go to them
2: <laughs> yeah back in the good old days so all of those small little sample products are awesome to donate to a women's shelter because they can be just single use little soaps anything like that that you get little toothbrushes and toothpaste all of those can go to a women's shelter
1: again the things that we used to be able to get when we traveled internationally <laughs> The toothbrushes and toothpaste. Yeah, good old days. Yeah, once upon a time. <laughs> Number six is luggage. Um, so when we were doing this list, we were thinking what what would be useful for um, people escaping domestic violence and often it is done in a hurry and yes they may have taken some luggage with them but sometimes they may not have had that opportunity so if you are upgrading your luggage because you are going on holidays (laughs) or if you're looking around your home and realizing that you've actually got quite a lot and it's still in good useful Uh use then please consider giving it to your local women's shelter
2: and the next one's along the similar vein but a little bit different and that's backpacks and handbags. So you may find that you've got handbags that you've used in the past but are out of circulation for you right now or you've got backpacks that you've purchased. These are really helpful to donate to a women's shelter because the women need somewhere to keep their possessions that they want to maybe walk around with or travel with or, um, you know, go visit a friend with rather than having just a luggage and that's it what you can possibly do and we always say speak to your particular women's shelter first is if you do have a handbag or something you could fill it with those small sample products you could put some makeup in there you could put you know some lip balm put some things that might make that person feel pretty special
1: Number eight is furniture. So, um, again, speak to the shelter before you just rock up with an old couch. Um, but as we said, mo- lots of people escaping domestic violence need to set up a new home. And so if you've looked around your home and realised that actually we could declutter everything in a bookcase and therefore we have a bookcase or mm. we've just upgraded our table and we want to... we what are we going to do with this old table and chairs, then definitely consider giving it to your local shelter.
2: Yeah, and number nine is appliances. And again, talk to them, but you might need to also be prepared to do a delivery to someone's home or to a home that's being set up. Um, So if you do have a ute or access to a trailer, like this is awesome. It can be things like kettle and toaster and microwave that you think, well, they're still in good condition. Yes, I can donate them to the op shop. But could you be intentional and contact a women's shelter or a refugee shelter and say, I have these things, do you know any family that would benefit from them, Um, particularly if they're setting up a new home? The women's shelter themselves probably don't want your furniture and appliances, but people setting up homes, a new fresh start would probably appreciate that.
1: And the last one, number 10 of 10 things a women's shelter might need is your time and your finances. And, yes, it's technically not decluttering, but you do give away your time and your finances on a daily basis. So why not consider donating some of the, your time and money to your local women's shelter or refugee centre um, so that you can meet the needs of those people mm. in your community?
2: And, and develop a relationship. So call your local women's shelter and introduce yourself and say, I'm just a local member of the community, but what do you need right now? And if they say, actually, do you know what we really need is we need new linen for the beds that we have here, you might be someone who says, all right, well, I'm going to get in contact with my friends we're going to raise $500 and we're going to buy new linen for the beds. So find out what they need. So it's not about necessarily you decluttering and dumping your stuff on someone else, but finding what the needs are and then going, okay, I can, I've can, i got those things I can declutter. But also, as Kirst said, with your time and finances, how do you then address the needs um, that are uh, in any particular area around Australia or the world at the time? Mm-hmm. All right, so we've done 10 things a women's shelter might need and we're going to switch tacks for the next 10. And we're going to go with 10 things that you could borrow from a neighbour. So 10 things that you can declutter today because you could borrow them from a neighbour.
1: A lawnmower is number one. In fact, uh-huh. I hear one of my neighbours mowing his I can his hear lawn it too, yes. Right now. And I have often said to Simon, why don't you just borrow said neighbour's lawnmower instead of having our own.
2: <laughs> yeah. Why do you not? Is it because you use it regularly enough that you think the wear and tear is worth you having
1: one? If, if it was completely up to me, we would, but I also don't mow the lawns. So <laughs> it's not. Um, Simon doesn't because he feels anxious about hurting somebody else's property and then uh, having yep. to buy it himself. Yeah. So um, and I think he also just likes the freedom of being able to do the lawns when he mm. wants to do them rather than waiting yep. for someone to be home. But I don't want to give everybody all the excuses that Simon has given me. So <laughs> let's move on to number two, Amy.
2: <laughs> well, number two is one that we have embraced and that is your whippersnipper. So we have our own lawnmower because um, we've got, you know, we've got a, it's a suburban block, but it does have a bit of grass. But we found that we, once our whippersnipper died, we didn't actually need it. So what we have gone with is rather than us borrowing it from a neighbour, which we could do, is we actually just hire someone when we need whippersnipping done because the cost of, I don't know, we've talked about it on an episode before, I'm sure, that whippersnippers just like die every six months. We've never had luck with them. We've bought cheap ones, we've bought expensive ones, we've bought electric ones, we've bought gas like fuel ones. We just can't. So what we do is I'd prefer to just, you know, once every couple of months hire someone to do the whippersnippering So that's how we've decluttered our whippersnipper and we outsource it that way.
1: And what, can you explain what a whippersnipper is just in case this is Uh, an Australian colloquialism because I really feel it is. Yeah, A
2: whippersnipper does sound very Australian. Yeah. It's your edger. Is that the right way to describe it?
1: Yeah, I think so. So it's...
2: It can, it's mobile, so it's not bound by the ground. You hold it and you direct where you want it to go. So it's often used for areas that your lawnmower can't naturally get to. Um, So edges, you might do it on little steps or things like that.
1: I can't describe it any other way. Yeah, no, that's a good description. You do the edges of the lawn and the edges of the garden bed. Yeah, yeah. Where the lawn meets the garden bed. Yeah, where you're restricted
2: by the blades of the lawnmower not being able to quite reach it.
1: Yeah, and they're they're evil things.
2: They are horrible. Yep. Horrible.
1: (laughs) What's number three on this list, Amy? This is
2: one of my favourites. It's vases because Mm -hmm. I am not someone who does flowers very often. So um, we only have one vase. And if I got flowers for a particular reason, I would not even think twice and knock on my neighbour's door and ask if I could borrow a vase because I think most people have vases And most people are not using them all, all the time. So Mm -hmm. if you've got vases that you don't know where to store, that you don't really like, you can declutter them knowing that there will be a neighbour or a friend or a mum at school that you can borrow a vase from when you do need it.
1: Yep. In fact, I think my neighbour still has my vase. Brilliant.
2: (laughs) I love that. And also get creative. Like I got um, some flowers when I was unwell recently and we've got like some quite tall drinking glasses. I just popped them in there and they looked great and it didn't matter like you don't always have to have a particular vase there might be other receptacles around your house maybe one of the gumboots that you decluttered from last week you could use <laughs> as a vase
1: oh that would look so pretty so That's, gorgeous so yeah you can tell you're an interior designer <laughs> I'm an innovator yeah what's number an
2: innovator <laughs> number four Kirst is one that I know that you do quite a lot
1: well, no, this same neighbour who has my vase also borrows my cake tins.
2: Uh, I lo- We need to interview your neighbour about the things that she doesn't have because she borrows from you.
1: Yes, she's a listener. Hi, Karen. That's awesome. She's a listener of our podcast. So um, I love my neighbour and she does often borrow things. It's the best, isn't <laughs> Happy it? Happy to. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like I don't have a Dolly Vard and cake tin, but if I needed to borrow one, I reckon I could just put it up on social media and have one in 20 minutes. A what? Dolly Varden. They're like the um. So you know the cake that's the bottom of the dress, and then you like shove a doll into the top. Ah, oh, yeah. That's called a Dolly Varden tin.
1: Oh, wow. Thank you. you I'm one of five girls.
2: <laughs> yeah. My mum did many a Dolly Varden cake when we were little. Oh,
1: wow. That's, yep. Yep. Number <laughs> five. <laughs> Moving right along from Marilyn's obsession and your girls' <laughs> obsessions with whatever. I don't even know how to say it.
2: <laughs> dolly, like the Dolly is the topic. it a Varden, V-A-R-D-E-N, Dolly Varden.
1: Cool. Again, yeah, moving next. right along. <laughs> five, number five is platters. And we speak about this often is that how often do you use all of your platters all of the time? Yeah,
2: all and, at once.
1: And so you could probably head over to your neighbours and see if any – if they could lend you platters for the birthday for the anniversary or for a birthday for a party that you're having for some Uh celebration
2: number (laughs) six is outdoor tables for parties and often it's the trestle table but it could be the camping table or it could be like Mm. the the outdoor setting that you've got that you usually just throw a tablecloth on and that's where the food is served from You don't necessarily have to have a spare table that you hang around for the once every couple of years that you need it. You could just ask a neighbour, hey, can I bring over your outdoor setting for four hours and then we'll return it to you at the end of the day and that saves you having all these disposable set up, not disposable, but pack downable tables that you think I need these because when we have a party, we need extra serving space.
1: Yes, and similarly goes for number seven, which is outdoor chairs. So could you borrow extra chairs for the parties, for the celebrations, for you know, people coming over to swim in your pool, could you borrow extra chairs so that you don't have to find storage for all those extra chairs? Mm.
2: Because chairs are quite bulky to keep. You could Mm. even, you know, pull out camping chairs or ask a neighbour, hey, do you have any camping chairs we can borrow? We're having a party. You don't have to have all the chairs matching. People are not coming to see your matching chairs. They're coming to hang out with you. And so don't feel like you need to have a massive stack of backup chairs if you're a family that don't use them all the time. My parents have quite a stack.
1: Do...
2: Sorry, yes.
1: Sorry. No, go. So mum and dad have, have yeah,
2: they have a stack of disposable. I keep calling them disposable. They're fold-up chairs. Mm. And that's reasonable because there's a heck of a lot of us and they regularly use them. Like I'm talking 10 times a year would pull out the backup chairs. Yeah, But for most people... Those backup chairs are unnecessary.
1: Yeah. And and. so my suggestion was going to be when you're having a party, say BYO chair.
2: Yeah, exactly. Easy done. What's the next thing? Number eight is additional cutlery and crockery for dinner parties or for birthday parties. I grew up thinking that everyone had to have the good set and the normal everyday set and a set that you could, like, pull out as an addition for parties. In fact, I'm pretty sure my parents even have a particular crockery set that's just for Christmas. (laughs) But you don't need all of those. If you've just got your normal crockery and cutlery, you could borrow from a neighbour or pull out of your picnic set that additional whatever you need or use disposable. Use bamboo disposable. That's the other option too. So you can declutter the big pile of mismatched crockery in your cupboard that's taking up space but that you realistically don't need to keep
1: what do we call them in our first week the backup backups
2: backup backups (laughs) that's exactly what this is Kirst. yes i
1: know that's what i was like backup backup the backup backup cutlery and crockery just in case we spontaneously have 100 people over
2: (laughs) stop it Well, people are
1: stopping it because of COVID anyway, so nobody's having 100 people.
2: (laughs) I've got a friend who keeps the rotating set of cutlery that they use for their family parties. And so it's a Tupperware container full of random cutlery and whoever's hosting a party has that set. And so they open it up, use it, wash it, put it back in the Tupperware and it just gets moved around their family events. So birthday parties, Christmases, it just moves around and nobody has to keep all the extra cutlery at their house. It's just this one thing and you get it when you need it and then it just moves on.
1: Excellent idea. Number nine is mattresses or blow-up mattresses. Do Could you borrow that from a neighbour? I certainly have borrowed mattresses from neighbours when I needed it. <laughs> so could you do the same if you have spit if you have the backup backup person come to stay
2: <laughs> exactly like we've got mattresses that are for camping, but if you're not a camping family, it's really difficult to just have a black mattress for the sake of once a year when someone comes over to stay. Just find out who has one of your friends and buy them a box of chocolates each time you borrow it, and that works for them and works for you yeah. and number ten. Or number 20, last thing for today, is things that you could borrow from a neighbour A cookbooks. We know that most people that have cookbooks don't actually cook from them. But if you're wanting to do something a bit special and you're not comfortable kind of working off an iPad or off your phone to do a recipe, why don't you just pop over to your neighbor's house and say, hey, do you have any cookbooks I can look through? Look through together, talk about it, talk about what meals they have cooked And borrow that from a neighbour and then you can return it to your neighbour with a portion of the thing that you cooked for them. Oh, that's lovely. You don't need to keep all the cookbooks.
1: No, and Google, everybody. Google. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I've got quite a few people that I know that can't handle working off a screen when they're cooking. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: so I understand. But if you're not doing it regularly you can probably get rid of the cookbooks that you're not going to use all the time and just borrow if you need to. And also libraries have a lot of cookbooks um, and so you could always borrow from a library as well.
1: So there are our 20 things today, 10 things that you could give to a local women's shelter and 10 things you could borrow from a neighbour. So the first 10 is stuff that you can get rid of and you've got a definite place to give to. And the other one, the ten things you could borrow from a neighbour, is you could definitely declutter them today, knowing that if you need it tomorrow, you can ask your neighbour. Yep. So we would love, love to hear your thoughts on all of those. Um, head over to our Facebook page, the Other Decluttering Community. And tell us what you thought of that list and if you've been able to get rid of anything and add to our list. What's something that you've borrowed from a neighbour or what's something that you've donated to a local charity? Um, Let us know.
2: Another thing we've been doing, Kirst, during this month is highlighting a region of Australia that we service as the Art of Decluttering. And today we're going to highlight two because they're our home grounds. We're (laughs) going to talk about Sydney and Melbourne and they are the OG locations for the art of decluttering. That's where I live in Melbourne. Kers lives in Sydney, and we've been providing decluttering organizing services to those cities for eight and nine years. Oh, you're ten years yet? I think you're probably at ten years this year.
1: This year, I will be later in the year. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's nine and a half at the moment. Yeah.
2: So it's been a long time, and Melbourne and Sydney are where we have our biggest teams of organizers. And it's just so much fun when you get to organise in a team. I love our culture in Melbourne and Sydney and I love that, you know, we're quite well known and people come to us and say, I've been listening to your podcast or I read an article that you were in. So we just want to invite you that if you've been listening to the show for a couple of years or even if this is your first episode, we can come and do a hands-on session with you. So maybe, Cass, you want to talk about what that looks like? when we come out
1: I'd love to so we come out and we check out your house you show us around your home and then we get stuck in straight away we get stuck into a room or a space that's frustrating you that you would like to be decluttered and organized and We can have one staff come or two staff come, and it can be, um, we can get through a whole lot in just four hours. Um, And we usually do them within school hours, but we also meet your needs and where you're at if we can at all. So we work with private clients and we also work with um, people, participants on the NDIS, and we would love love the opportunity to come into your homes and meet you and um, work with you to create the vision that you have for 2022 in your home.
2: Yeah, just get in touch with us, reach out, send us a DM, jump onto our website. All the details are in the show notes. We hope that we get to meet you in person this year, but if not, we will be here in your ears every Monday. Until next week, have a lovely time. See ya. Bye. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture.
1: We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.